Lambert. Hey, thanks for joining us again for another week of the Continuing the Conversation podcast. We have been working our way through the book of Galatians over the past couple of weeks, and uh, we've been preaching through the book, we've been reading through it, we've been discussing it on this podcast, and listening to uh, thoughts shared by some of uh, some of our ministers and some of our, our members here at the church, and we're just uh, we're pumped that we've had a chance to visit and uh, think about this book and uh, learn from it. And uh, so today we want to welcome you and say thank you again for joining us for the sixth and final installment of the Galatians Continuing the Conversation podcast for 2020. And uh, today we're here, uh, I, I'm hosting today, my name is Jake Jacobson, nice to meet you if I haven't met you yet. And uh, John Mark Davidson is here as well with us and uh, we're, we're excited to get to visit about this uh, wonderful book. So uh, John Mark, say welcome to everybody. And Yes, uh, thank you for that great introduction. It's great to be on the sixth and final conversation about Galatians. And uh, as Jake said, we're in the sixth chapter. And it's been an amazing uh, journey. I think uh, chapter one, two, three, four, five have all been fantastic. And uh, this, this, of course, is the culmination of a great book. And it's been a good, a good thing. I, I'd be kind of curious uh, to hear from you all out there as well, this format. This is a new thing we've been doing where we preach on a topic, but we try to continue the conversation on the podcast. And if it's something that you've enjoyed, if it's something that you've liked, if it's something that's, that's helped your spiritual life, man, please let us know because if, if it is at all helped, we want to continue to do this again. So, uh, but yeah, Galatians chapter 6, the final, uh, I guess, podcast episode on this great book. Yeah, that's right. And I, I've been... Uh, uh, yeah, I've been encouraged by your messages, John Mark, and, and oh, by getting you. to read uh, this book uh, together again. And, and I mean, this book really does uh, hammer the point home mm. that when yeah. we gather together as followers of Jesus and when we put on the name of Christ in mm-hmm. our lives, with our words, with our actions, what we're doing is representing the story of Christianity. And uh, to yes. misrepresent the story uh, is not territory that we want to get into. Yes. And so I've been encouraged by our focus on the story itself and by the way that we've kind of really tried to, to say, what, what is it that we want to make sure that we are doing as followers of Jesus? And uh, in the book of Galatians, you know, this specific context, the, uh, the thing that we really want to be focusing on is the person of Jesus, is the cross of Jesus, is the way that Jesus offers us new life and freedom that uh, doesn't require anything other... Uh, anything of us. It doesn't require us to to do things a certain way. It doesn't require us to mm-hmm. follow a certain pattern. Mm-hmm. But instead, what it asks of us is to be faithful to the story of Jesus, who was first yes. faithful to us. Yes. Uh, and, and it really, mm-hmm. it is, it's a book that reminds us of, uh, to reorder our mm-hmm. thought processes, yeah. reorder our actions, mm-hmm. and to put first things first. And, yes. Uh, that, yes. That first things first is, is the person of Jesus Amen. and in uh, the story that we that we inherit in the gospel. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you for, for kind of leading oh. us through this conversation. Uh, we're going to continue it here uh, by reading in Galatians chapter 6. And uh, we can just kick it off Let's by do reading it. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a section here. And, and luckily, you have already preached on a lot of this, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I did. I did. We had to uh, skim over some of it because I, I wanted to really uh, concentrate on uh, verses 12 through 14 mm-hmm. in the sermon. So, I mean, we touched a little bit on verses 1 through 11, but not really to the extent that I think it deserves. Yeah. So, man, I think it'd be good to kind of start there and, mm-hmm. and then uh, see where the conversation goes. Yeah. Well, let's read a chunk. Let's. Uh, what do you think? Start with verses 1 through 5. Let's do it. Uh, and and kind of start there, and then mm-hmm. we can continue on uh, after that. But let's start by reading verses 1 through 5 from chapter 6. And uh, I'll be reading today from the Common English Bible and uh, invite you to follow along with whatever translation Uh, uh, you pick. Uh, But uh, here we go. Verse 1 from Galatians chapter 6. Brothers and sisters, 
If a person is caught doing something wrong, you who are spiritual should restore someone like this with a spirit of gentleness. Watch out for yourself so that you won't be tempted too. Carry each other's burdens and so you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are important when they aren't, they're fooling themselves. Each person should test their own work and be happy with doing a good job and not compare themselves with others. Each person will have to carry their own load. Okay, so that's Galatians mm-hmm. chapter six, verses one through five. And so, yes. uh, let me yes. just open it up to you, John Mark, and uh, you know this uh, kind of opens the the final words that Paul's going to share in this yes. letter. So, yeah. what do you have to say? What do you think Paul's getting at here? Well, I think uh, this is where typical in Paul's letters, towards the end of he of his works, his letters, he typically talks about where the rubber meets the road, where life is really happening, and and where Jesus, the Christ narrative, really needs to enter into. And uh, chapter 6 is no exception because he speaks here about relationships. And if you can see really all the way till verse 10, he's talking about different types of relationships that we have in our life. And I think we can all agree that uh, I think life would sometimes be easier if we were the only ones on the planet. Uh, you know, I think uh, sometimes it's people that get that uh, their opinions kind of get in the way of our opinion. Or and, and so we're all sharing this planet. We're all sharing this city. We're, we're sharing... We're part of the the game is how do we live in peace and harmony and honor uh, the other, and I think really hits on this. And in verse one, he talks about someone who has messed up or is someone who's been caught in sin. In verse two, relating to someone who is feeling down, who's burdened, suffering. In uh, verses three through five, uh, peers or, or people who we may tend to compare ourselves with. Uh, if we continue on, uh, verses six through seven, it's uh, talking about teachers and ministers. Those whom we may look up to and, and how to relate to them. And then in verses 9 through 10, how we relate to, to neighbors and others who uh, may be in, in that, the household of faith. Mm. And I really think, you know, this, this verse 1 is so interesting. We talk about someone who's caught in sin because this is a, you know, there's so much here, right? Um, how do you define sin? You know, <laughs> this, I do not think that this verse is talking about, you know, really if someone's, you know, uh, our, our, our co-worker or somebody is doing something that we <laughs> that irritates us or that really is doing something that we think is wrong, I don't think it, it gives us license to kind of like, you know, gripe them out or, or yell at them. But, you know, I was, was going to be curious. I got some thoughts, but I want to hear you. Yeah. Uh, that verse, that first verse, if someone is caught in a sin, in my translation it says in a sin, mm-hmm. uh, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, mm-hmm. but watch yourselves or you may be tempted. How, I mean, what do you think about this? Well, I think, you know, the, like you said, there's so many key words in, in this passage. You know, you have the idea of sin. Okay, that, yeah. that, I mean, that's a massive concept that requires a lot of conversation, requires a lot mm-hmm. of understanding mm-hmm. about what sin is, yeah. what is it, how does it affect us, uh, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But then the words that I kind of key in on is uh, the word restore. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. when, when, I, when I hear that word restore, I'm thinking of reconciliation, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. this is not, uh, again, this is not to gripe somebody out. This is yeah. not to catch yeah. This is not the John 8 moment, right, yeah. where yeah. The, the teachers of the law yeah. bring the woman who's caught in adultery mm-hmm. yeah. before Jesus. This is not like a trap, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is about mm-hmm. reconciliation. Mm-hmm. This is about doing something that will transform someone's life mm-hmm. for the better, mm-hmm. uh, for the mm-hmm. way of Christ. Yeah. And it's not a gotcha moment. It's not anything like that. And so you have you have the word restore there. It makes me think of, of uh, reconciliation. And then you also have the word gentleness, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Often we can c- confuse Christianity with uh, with like a, a politeness or a yes. kindness, but yes. at the same time, 
there is this gentle, meek spirit that has to kind of yeah. be a part of who we are as followers of Jesus. Yes. And so, yes. Uh, but just like you said, you know, there's there's a lot of key words that just mm-hmm. kind of pop off the page, and and all throughout this this chapter, uh, I like the way that you said it. It's it's where the rubber meets the road. This is this is the practical application kind of stuff that he gets yeah. to at the end of his letter, and yeah, uh, it's kind of like the wisdom, right? It's, yes. it's the here's what yeah. you, now that we have. Now that you've heard me say these things in chapters mm-hmm. one through five, mm-hmm. now here's what you should do. This is how you yeah, should live. Exactly. Uh, and it's practical. It's it's very real life events that mm-hmm. they can put into practice right then and there. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, yeah. I think a couple things to, to add to the great things you've been saying. You know, I think it's interesting. It doesn't say uh, someone who's caught in, in sin against you. So this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't in a sin that's where someone has wronged you or where you have been personally offended. I think this is. I, from the context, it seems as though it's something like a, a, something that's repeated, you know, mm-hmm. that they're caught in it, uh, and something that they may be blind to. That mm-hmm. There's a, a blindness uh, because the word "caught" sometimes there's an element of of denial uh, to that. And, uh, and you mentioned the word "restore." I was kind of doing some research, kind of leading up to this uh, the sermon. And I thought it was interesting that the root word for "restore" in the Greek is uh, to restore something is the same root word for to uh, set dislocated bones in one's body Mm -hmm. so you know someone breaks a bone or if you know something is is off within the body uh, to in the Greek the same root word is what we would do to restore that bone is what Paul is calling to restore Mm -hmm. our brother or sister who maybe and it you know makes me think you know the way we talk about sin you know, like it's. I think sin, in some ways, sometimes we view it as something that's that's outside, that's penetrating in. Mm. But but I, I think time and time again, the, the more I'm trying to understand what sin is, number one, I think that in, in a lot of ways, sin can be subjective. And mm. what I mean by that is that traveling the world, there's different community views what brings life and what brings death differently. Mm. You know, uh, mm. going to Africa with the clothing that's worn versus the, the clothing that's worn here in the United States mm. or how people are, are, are adorn themselves in different cultures, uh, how things are treated. And I'd be kind of curious what you think. This is a theory that I have, but I think in, in a lot of ways uh, we have, in, in regard to sin, and we've defined certain things, mm-hmm. right? It's black and white. Right. You know, sin mm-hmm. in, in the 1950s and 60s was dancing, or mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a, a particular act, you know. But I I wonder if if sin is more subjective and it's more gray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really define it, but you know it when it's happening, mm-hmm. because as as Romans says, the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life. And so there's certain behaviors, there's certain things in life that lead to life, that, mm-hmm. that lead to the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, gentleness faithfulness, self-control. But there's also certain behaviors that lead to death, more mm-hmm. uh, bitterness and uh, selfishness and pride, hate. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do we know? If it's subjective, how do we know, right? right. Well, that's the role of the community of faith, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community of faith is what helps discern what is a sin and what's not a sin. Right. And oftentimes we, we say, well, God just determines, right? But, And I think in, in essence that is true. God's speaking through the community. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of times it's, you know, we we, put, we, we speak for God in, uh, in, in some things when uh, I don't think we necessarily need to. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, go on, man. Tell, yeah. me, tell me where I'm wrong. or uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a conversation, right? right. I and mean, we're just dreaming together. Well, here. it's interesting to think about that in, in the light of this letter, right? Yeah. Because you've got this, you've got five chapters of Paul in, in some ways saying, like, stop thinking about the law. Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. what, what does the law contain? Well, it contains, mm-hmm. you know, purity codes. It contains yeah. rules about sacrifice and, mm-hmm. and celebra- you know, uh, religious celebrations and festivals mm-hmm. and uh, it contains information about mm-hmm. what is God honoring mm-hmm. and what isn't. Yes, and so yes. so those things that are not God honoring, well, are those are those sin or? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's so much in the law, right? That you know, God tells the people don't do these things. Well, yes. does that mean if they do them that they're sinful? And it, even some of those things are natural biological yeah. things that happen. Yes. You yes. cannot stop them from happening. Yeah. Well, are those things sin, right? So yeah, yeah. it's interesting to think about this on the on the heels of Paul spending five chapters yeah, saying, exactly. uh, we, 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 you guys are focusing too heavily on mm, the law. Yes. And instead yeah. of the law, we need to put our focus on the person of Christ, the freedom that comes yes. from Christ, from, mm-hmm. from the law that leads to death. You know? yes. and, and so I, I do think it's kind of interesting to, uh, to think about this in that context mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what... We in our society, in our culture, in our time in, in history, mm-hmm. what we consider mm-hmm. sinful is different from what the ancient Israelites and the early Christians yeah. considered yeah. sinful, right? So, you know, uh, certain food laws and dietary yeah. restrictions, yeah. for example. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to, to the Jewish people, mm-hmm. to eat pork, for example, mm-hmm. uh, well, that, that would be dishonoring to God, therefore it is sinful. Yeah. And yet, yeah. here we are today, right? Yeah, and exactly, man. We, you know, we, we might be having a Christmas ham here in a couple of weeks. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I like ham. I like Christmas uh, ham, yeah. You know, it's, I, I think I think you're right. I think uh, there is a there is at least an element of yeah. that yeah. where there are certain sins or, or certain ways of going about living life that yes. can be honoring to God mm-hmm. or they can be dishonoring to God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I, I think that that's that's ultimately the question that we need to be asking, right? Exactly. Is, is are exactly. we is our is what we're doing not how close to the line can we get? <laughs> exactly. That's something. That, that's the wrong question, right? But, yeah. Uh, but exactly. is what I'm doing honoring to God, or exactly. is it not? And exactly. and, and I, I love what you said too about including the community mm-hmm. uh, and allowing the community to speak into you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, there are times when we're blind in our own lives to our own actions, what we're doing, and so yeah. allowing the community to say. Hey, you yeah. need, we need to take a closer look at this because mm-hmm. we don't think that this is honoring to God. We don't. Yeah. We think this might be sinful. Yes. Um, yes. And so, anyways, I, I, obviously that's, yeah. that that might be a conversation that needs more than fifteen. Oh minutes. man, yeah, we're we're on verse one, man. We've been talking fifteen, <laughs> but I will say one thing. I think and I need to double double check, but I'm th- pretty sure the Greek word for the sin too or the, the wrongdoing is is called epithemia, mm-hmm. which is an over desire of something, yeah. right? And so a lot of this, a lot of these things too, are good. But I think sometimes we find ourselves having an over-desire for what's good. Mm-hmm. You think about gluttony, right? Food in itself is not bad. Right. Food sustains us. It gives us life. It gives us energy. Mm-hmm. But the over-desire for food can be an unhealthy addiction. It can be an unhealthy way to live because mm-hmm. it causes gluttony, you know, obesity, you know, things like that. Um, you know, sex, sex, for example. Sex is a good thing created by God, but the over-desire for sex... Mm-hmm. Um, can be a bad thing. Right. So the epithemia mm-hmm. is this over-desire for mm-hmm. something. But it's dangerous because initially there are things that are really good in, in our society mm-hmm. that are good. Mm-hmm. But even within the church, there's an over-desire for these good things. You know, I'm going to maybe step on some toes, toes here, <laughs> but like what about family, right? Mm. Family is a wonderful thing. Yeah. But our children, children are a wonderful thing. But if we have an over-desire where our identity is pinned on our kids, mm. where their decisions put us in a bad mood or a good mood, 
uh, when their choices, ref- you know, we hold on to it so much that we feel like it reflects upon us. Yeah. That's an over desire. Mm. That's a that's an epithemia, mm. which I think is is a is a sin, right? Mm. It, it doesn't lead to life. It right. leads to a form of slavery. Mm. Uh, and the, if we know anything in the Book of Galatians, it talks about freedom. That mm. there's freedom in Christ, and uh, and so I think this is where the community and accountability groups, you know, life groups, because I think we can. We can speak into that in a gentle, gentle way. People who are of the spirit right. can say, "Hey, man, you know, uh, this is seem, this seems a little bit unhealthy the way you're viewing the situation," mm-hmm. uh, and you know, gently restoring them. And I like to like how it's the the bones because it's not yeah. like a poison that we're trying to suck out. Mm-hmm. It's a it's something that's within us mm-hmm. that we're just trying to create into a healthy healthy place. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that. I mean, uh, like you said, like man, these. <laughs> yeah, these verses that. We could we could oh, spend man. days and days, you know. We should. Uh, we're on verse one. I'm so sorry. Let's, let's continue. Let's continue. Well, I, I did want to point out one more thing, and then yeah. we, we can continue in reading verses six through ten too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in verse uh, two, mm-hmm. he says, "Carry each other's burdens, and yes. so you will fulfill the law Ooh, of, of Christ. Christ." Come on now. You know, and so mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out because this whole book, Paul's been mm-hmm. pointing out, don't mm-hmm. you know, don't rely too heavily on the law. Don't let that become your center. Let, yes. let Jesus, the person of Jesus. His yes. life, his death, his resurrection. Let that be your center. Amen. Let that be your guide. And, and here he even says that to follow the law, to fulfill the law, but of Christ. Not the law of Moses, not yes. the law of, of, of the church, mm-hmm. you know, the law of Christ. Yes, uh, well, that's powerful. Yeah. And so I think uh, uh, certainly Paul has kept his uh, his focus throughout this letter, and he's he's drawing us yes. to that again. The, uh, the body of Christ, the church, I think that it only functions... <laughs> It, it functions only when, when members of this body work together for the common good, mm. when we have each other's back, yeah. when we care for each other. Uh, and I've been touched recently. There's been some tragedies in our church at Skillman, mm. uh, some unexpected losses, some people who are battling some, some really tough things. And to see how this church has responded to those, to those people has been very heartwarming. And really, it's, it's lived into... It's, it's, what, it's what it's all about. Yeah, is being there for people. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, just to follow that tangent a little bit further, even though we're 18 minutes in, you know, and still on verse one and two. <laughs> I know, man. What's the deal? We can't. This is just so good. We're, we apologize. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, there are so many things that we we get so wrapped up in and so caught. You know, uh, you think mm-hmm. of we don't even have to be necessarily up to date on this, but you know, you think of the worship wars of decades and decades ago, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know we get so caught up in that, and then you know there's the the typical things that get brought up when mm-hmm. when you talk about church, you know, choosing the color of the carpet, and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Th- mm-hmm. those conversations, which uh, you know they can be good, they can be interesting, but you know mm-hmm. ultimately they're not they're not centered on the person of Jesus, right? That's yes. just a detail. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but then you know to to have what you just mentioned, you have these moments where people are hurting, yeah, and people rally around them. Yeah, uh, where they well they where they carry each other's burdens, just like it says in verse two, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they lift each other up, and they they provide for each other, they support each other, they're they're taking care of one another, and it really is a joy and a, and a yeah. privilege to get to witness those things because they're yeah. they're, they're powerful. Man, I had, I had a conversation one time with a, a minister friend, and he was I was asking him how it was at his church, and he says yeah things are good. And he said that, you know there is this one uh, one elder. We we're kind of we kind of butt heads a little bit. We we see things a little bit differently, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure who was more conservative or more more progressive. I don't I don't know what the issue was, but I said, man, you know, how's it going to go? And he says, I'm not worried about it. We haven't had our our casserole mo- moment yet, 
And I was like, casserole moment. <laughs> I said, we all, there's always going to be a casserole moment. And when that happens, I'll, I'll be ready. Mm. And uh, a few months later, we connected. And I said, you know, how's it going? And he said, uh, well, you know, I was telling you about this one elder we were having a hard time with. Well, you know, his, his wife uh, suddenly died. Mm. And, uh, and so I had my casserole ready. And I went over to his house and knocked on the door. And I gave him this casserole. And uh, we shared a moment together. Mm. Um, and uh, we cried together. And uh, this, uh, this minister said, and I said, well, how's the relationship now? He's like, he is my biggest advocate. <laughs> Isn't that funny, man? Like, yeah. uh, you know, they hadn't had that casserole moment yet. But that's, that's what the church is about. We yeah. all have these moments where casserole, it's a casserole moment. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, this, this definitely was. Yeah. Uh, we're in a season right now where a lot of casseroles are being made. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Well, uh, uh, definitely for everybody who's listening, <clears throat> Get those casserole recipes ready. <laughs> uh, the casserole. Because the church benefits. Yeah, that's the right, casseroles man. casseroles make their way from door to door. You know? Yeah. <laughs> May the church always be making casseroles for each other. I mean, if it was a modern day, if Paul was writing modern day, yeah, yeah. he would say, you know, carry each other's burdens, get the casseroles ready. Yeah, there you go. And, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you touched on verses 6 through 10, and uh, want, want to read those and yeah. allow us to visit about that for a second. And so mm-hmm. uh, we'll read here verses 6 through 10 together. Uh, Again, I'm reading from the Common English Bible. Yes. Those who are taught the word should share all good things with their teacher. Make no mistake, God is not mocked. A person will harvest what they plant. Those who plant only for their own benefit will harvest devastation from their selfishness. But those who plant for the benefit of the Spirit will harvest eternal life from the Spirit. Let's not get tired of doing good because in time... We will have a harvest if we don't give up. So then, let's work for the good of all whenever we have an opportunity, and especially for those in the household of faith. So again, you know, you, you kind of touched on this. Again, we're talking about relationships of people who are people yeah. of faith and uh, yes. the people that are around them. Yes. You have teachers in the mix. You have uh, those who are uh, harvesting. They're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're bearing fruit in their life. Mm-hmm. Are they bearing fruit for, for mm-hmm. the story of Jesus mm-hmm. or for their own selves? You know, you have those people, and then you also have the people who are within the household of faith there in verse 10. So uh, tell us, what, what, what else were you thinking about with this passage? Oh, man, well, this is truth, right? This is just truth. This is A plus B is C. You know, I mean, <laughs> this is, I mean, we sow, we, we reap what we sow. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so true in life, and it just, really teaches us the importance of our decisions and how we treat others and and really begs the question what kind of seeds are we sowing in our life yeah. um in our relationships and in our intimacy with god in uh, the way that we choose to live mm-hmm. uh, i mean I, I just think this it's just truth this is it's just telling how life really is yeah you know you think of uh, you know jesus right and jesus says how will they know you Yes. Well, they'll know you by the fruit that you bear Ooh. in your life. They'll know you by the love that you have for Come one on another. Now. They'll know you by, by your actions. They'll, they'll they'll be able to see. Yes. What kind of life are you leading? Yes. Uh, the, the the evidence will be right there. It'll be visible mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a tree that grows fruit. You know, Ooh, if the yes. tree grows good fruit, you can see it. You can yeah. tell. But if it grows bad yes. fruit, it looks rotten. It's, uh, you know, maybe worms are eating mm-hmm. it. It's got holes in it. You mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's evident. It's visible. Yes. Uh, and so yeah, exactly yes. what Paul's saying here. Uh, throughout these verses, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, I think uh, we can tell when these fruits of the spirit are evident. Like people that we you meet that have this lightness about them, even though that they've gone through tough times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is evidence that the spirit has grabbed a hold of their heart and they've been transformed. 
um, you know, people who uh, who are patient and people who aren't easily angered. I mean, these are the these are the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. and I think uh, it's just evidence that when we are when we choose a certain way to, to live, and, and again, talking about talking about sin, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the same thing. If if we're going to be prideful, if we're going to be um, hateful. If we're going to be, you know, really stem on people's, be fearful, we're going to reap what that sows. Mm. Uh, we're going to, yeah, reap what that sows. And uh, I just think, I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful truth um, that really begs the question again, you know, what, what kind of seeds are mm. we intentionally planting in our life? Yeah. And I love, I love it the way he says that in verse 10 too. Let's work for the good of all. Oh, yes. Whenever, whenever we have yes. an opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's this moment where at all times, uh, every moment is a, is an opportunity for us yeah. to yeah. Uh, to do something for someone, to show someone the story of Jesus, to to live a, this way of of being in the world yeah. that is godly, that yeah. uh, shows the love of Christ, the forgiveness, the mercy, the grace, mm-hmm. uh, and, and shows people why why is this the best way to live? Well, yeah. it's evident because of the way that we're living right now. What is uh, what does your translation say in verse seven? You know, mine says. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. But mm-hmm. what does yours say? Yeah, my, basically the same thing. It says, make no mistake, God is not mocked. Yeah, what do you think about that? Like, <laughs> tell, me, tell me what you think about that sentence. And it's right before a man reaps what he sows. Yeah. Or a person, a person mm-hmm. reaps what, what that person sows. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, that on top of the verse before it is about teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, share share good things with your teachers because yeah. your teachers need to learn too, right? So, yeah, yeah. You, on the front end, you have people who are, who are sharing Knowledge, mm-hmm. sharing information mm-hmm. about the story, about uh, about the the way of living that is Christian. Yeah. And on the back end, you have every single person is bearing yes. what they what they uh, uh, mm-hmm. th- their lives are evidence of, of who they are, of whether they're following Christ or not. And so in the middle, right? You know, Paul mm-hmm. says, "God will not be mocked." Yes. And so you, you, God will not be mocked by a teacher who doesn't do their homework or a teacher who's a false teacher. God will yeah. not be mocked yes. by somebody who can try to fool you yes. into thinking they're they're a better person or a, mm-hmm. you know, more mm-hmm. spiritual or following Jesus yeah. when they're really not. You yeah, know? you're right. You can't fool uh, God. And so yeah. right in the middle, you know, God is not going to be mocked. He's not going to be fooled mm-hmm. by this. And so yeah. uh, I don't know. There might be more to it than that, but yeah, uh, I like that. That, that's kind of my initial yeah. reaction. I like that too, and I just it really speaks a lot about God, right? I think and I touched a little bit on a little bit of this in the sermon, but uh, you know, oftentimes I feel like we treat God like God is, you know, like like weak and feeble, mm. or that God will get his feelings hurt, or you know, and we we forget that God is God, <laughs> it's the same God that was talking to Job in Job thirty eight. Mm-hmm. But where were you when I created the mountains and the seas? Mm-hmm. Tell me if you will. Yeah, I mean, th- this is God, right? And I think. People come to church sometimes. They come to church services because they think God will be offended if they don't come. Mm. Or, you know, whenever they they mess up and, and fall short, miss the mark, they feel like that God's feelings are hurt. You know, I, I just think that God, and, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, man, but I think you know, God is God. He cares about us sinning, not because he cares about his feelings per se, but because he knows that we, we, we reap what we sow. Mm. That the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is, is eternal life, and so God wants us to live a life set apart. Mm. God wants us to live a life uh, full of the Spirit, so that we can bear the fruits of the Spirit, but not necessarily so He can, you know, feel good about God, God's self. You know, that yeah. God, God can feel good about God's self, but because God knows that this is a pathway towards freedom and life. Yeah. 
we forget that sometimes. I think yeah. uh, it, it's not like uh, it's not like God's up there uh, checking his Instagram for how many people yeah. are, are subscribing, you know, following his Instagram account. You know, he, yeah, he doesn't have a fragile ego. You know, exactly. He's not he's not in this God business uh, just to yeah. get like seven million people on Earth to like him. <laughs> I know, man. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, this is not like you know. Yeah. I, I got to make sure that whatever I do today, like. It gets noticed. It's yeah. no, like this is God. This is this is God. <laughs> what God does is going to get noticed. Yes, <laughs> you I know? think so. I think uh, so. And, and so, yeah, I, I like what you're saying that uh, so, uh, we don't, we don't need to protect God's ego. Man, uh, yeah. I mean, I think through our life and through our joy, we honor God, right? I think mm-hmm. God. And, and there was an author a while back that said God is most most uh, honored when we uh, are 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 living a life that that honors Him, full of joy and, mm-hmm. and freedom. Um, and um, I think oftentimes we try to do things for God's sake. And I think in a lot of ways our life is a living sacrifice. So mm-hmm. it is all of that is for God's. But in, in, in some of these things that God talks about in Scripture, and a lot of them are for, for our benefit, mm-hmm. right? Like baptism. Baptism helps us. Yeah. I mean, it's time and time again, Paul will say, remember your baptism. Mm-hmm. Remember your baptism. It's a moment in time yeah. where we participated in, in an act that um, that we can draw to as a moment where we can say, remember, I made this choice. Mm-hmm. I made a commitment to be a faithful follower of Jesus, yeah. to be faithful and trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like we think we're getting baptized, so to, you know, for God's <laughs> sake, like He needs He needs it for His for yeah. God's sake to like, happen. Like for some reason, He wouldn't be capable yeah. of like having a relationship yeah. with us. Unless we get baptized, like yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, God wants us to be baptized. God invites us to be baptized. Of course, but it's not like God's incapable. Of, like, like, yeah, if baptism doesn't happen, like ooh, you know, yeah, can't exactly. touch that. You know, yeah, but it's it's for God places these things in Scripture. The, the Scriptures, the writers, they place certain things within our community that I think are geared towards creating greater intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. They're they're a tool. Yeah, because we are really really good at remembering. But we're also really, really good at forgetting as humans. <laughs> we forget. Yeah. And I think these things are set in place. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Make, don't, God for, can, don't forget about it. Yeah. God will not be mocked. God cannot be mocked. That's right. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you touched on uh, the, the very next verse in this passage uh, uh, during your sermon as well, like almost as if Paul had been dictating uh, yeah. this letter to someone. Someone else had been writing it. He had been speaking it. Yeah. And they're writing it down for him. And now all of a sudden in verse 11... Uh, he, he takes over. Yes. <laughs> he writes in these giant yes. letters. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll continue on and we'll, uh, we'll read from verse 11 through verse 18. And uh, you yeah. know, th- like you said, this, is, this was kind of a lot of the heart yes. of your sermon on yeah. Sunday. But uh, we'll read it again and, uh, yeah. and discuss together as well. So verse 11. Look at the large letters that I'm making with my own handwriting. Whoever wants to look good by human standards will try to get you to be circumcised, but only so that they won't be harassed for the cross of Christ. Those who are circumcised don't observe the law themselves, but they want you to be circumcised so that they can boast about your physical body. But as for me, God forbid that I should boast about anything except for the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through him, and I have been crucified to the world. Being circumcised or not being circumcised doesn't mean anything. What matters is a new creation. May peace and mercy be on whoever follows this rule and on God's Israel. From now on, no one should bother me because I I bear the marks of Jesus on my body. Brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen.
Mm, yes. Hey, close it out. That's a that's a mic drop right yeah. there. <laughs> An excellent way to, to mm-hmm. end this epic letter yes. to the churches in Galatia. That's right. Yeah, and again, you know, just like just like you had preached on Sunday, this is all about the cross of our Lord Jesus. If there's anything that we're going to boast about, God forbid mm-hmm. that it be anything besides this one yes. action, this one event yes. that changed human history uh, yes. once and for all there at the cross. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's interesting. I mentioned this in the sermon as well, but you know, God, Paul could have put anything, uh, may I never boast except in. You know, there's a whole multitude of things that we could guess that, mm. that, God, that, that Paul may say. Mm-hmm. You know, the the teachings of Jesus, per se, the theology of, of Jesus, uh, which these are all important stuff, mm-hmm. right? And they all, they all culminate into one thing, though, yeah. and that is an actual event that occurred, uh, the cross, the mm-hmm. death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, who, uh, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, uh, that he was dead, he he was raised on the third day, and he showed himself to all these people, including 300 who are still living. Yeah, I mean, the resurrection, I think, is the key here, and the cross, the cross and the resurrection, and that is what uh, we boast on. It's not what we do, yeah, but it's what Christ has done. Right, right. Well, and, and you know, too, just like uh, just like you said, we're, we're really good at remembering some things and really <laughs> yeah, good. We're at good. Yeah, man, we're good. You know, and, and I think, like like you said, this has to be a package deal, right? You've got the cross, mm-hmm. but without the resurrection, I mean, the, the cross doesn't. Oh, it, it's just a cross. Yes. You know, yes. It, there's nothing special. Like thousands, maybe mm-hmm. maybe even tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people. Yes. Were executed mm-hmm. on a cross. There's nothing special about Jesus dying on a cross. Yes, exactly. What's special is that who the person of Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he does die and that he does resurrect, yes. right? You know, yes. Uh, th- th- this kind of, this kind of is a package deal. So whenever we, you know, if, if we ever mention the cross, like mm-hmm. we should always keep in mind also, oh yeah, that also means the resurrection. And if yeah. we ever mention the mm-hmm. resurrection, like, well, you, you got to remember the cross. Like, yeah, you can't exactly. ra- ra- raise back to life unless you've died first. <laughs> oh, that's so profound, man. And you know, I think about the Book of John, and the Book of John. I don't know how many chapters there are. Uh, I can't remember, but the majority of the book of John is the Passion Week. Mm. You think about it, right? Yeah. Like you, you have a, a, few, a little bit of beginning, you know, but then it, it goes straight into the Passion narrative, the yeah. week leading to the cross mm. and the resurrection. And uh, I think to myself, and then and then Paul, and then John has the audacity, the audacity, to say there's thousands of other stories <laughs> he could have written, but he didn't do it. Yeah. Now, like, isn't that irritating? Yeah. Like, here we are, we're trying to understand Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's a thousand other stories he could have told, and he he leaves them out? Mm. Like, how irritating is that? Right. And, yeah. and, and not only does he leave them out, but he spends at least half of his book yeah. talking about one week. Exactly. It's like he had three years of ministry, he had 30 years of life. <laughs> yes. But, like, yeah, that stuff's cool, you know? Yeah. Like, sure, but... Yeah. Let, hey, let's fo- let's focus instead on one week. Doesn't I mean? Doesn't that tell us something, right? Doesn't that tell us something yeah. that he, the editor went through? That John's editing mind went through, cut all those amazing stories out, but chose the biography was the week leading up to the cross, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of mm. Jesus. Yeah. This is what the, the bread and butter is, mm. the, the meat. So. Anyway, I can get upset with John about about that because it would be nice <laughs> to have those stories right now, but uh, there's a reason I'm sure to the. 
uh, to his choice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, uh, you know, I, I love too the way that he ends this book. Uh, and, and I wrote uh, again, shameless plug. Uh, I've done this a couple of times on the podcast. Hey, I, hey. I wrote about uh, especially verse uh, sixteen uh, for the blog post uh, on, on the website this week. So feel free to go check that out. But you know, he, he kind of is wrapping up these letter, and he's got these statements that he wants to make. And so you know, may peace and mercy be on whoever follows this rule. And on God's Israel, and, and that word "rule" is is the word for canon, right? It's the word. It's the same word that we use to talk about uh, all of Scripture. It's the it's the canon. It's what we measure our lives by. It's what we uh, it's it's what we determine is in 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 the life of, of a follower of Jesus, and, what, and what's out. You know, what what do we exclude? And yes. uh, he invites people to live on that rule. And it's similar wow. uh, to the law of Christ back in verse two, right? And so, nice. Yes. Uh, he says that, and then I love verse seventeen. You know, from now on. No one should bother me <laughs> uh, because I yeah. bear the marks of Jesus on my body. You know, he's like this. The matter no, no, is closed. Hey, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, don't. Hey, this is this is over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's Let the no mic. One... It's the mic drop. You know. Yes, exactly. I love that. Yeah, and then uh, of course, verse eighteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with your spirit. You know, and, and so yeah. he finishes on a note of encouragement. Uh, continue living this way. Continue mm-hmm. to le- live and lean into the way of Jesus. Because there is life here, and yes. there's grace here, and so uh, mm-hmm. he kind of closes it that way. But uh, any any final words that, that you would want to share about those? Oh, I I, I think uh, I'm, I'm eager to read your blog post, and I, I do want to give a shameless plug on Jake's uh, <laughs> Jake's blog post. If you haven't checked those out, he's a machine. Every week he pumps it out, and there's some nuggets of wisdom, nuggets of gold in these uh, blog posts. And uh, maybe one day it'll turn into a book, man. I mean, I hope it do- hope it does. Uh, but yeah, please, this is a shameless plug to check that out right now. Clo- press pause on the podcast and go to the skillman.org, skillmanchurch.org, go to resources, blog, and there you'll have the whole access to the things he's written. And I mean, I, I, I would never have imagined that you'd write on verse 16. <laughs> you know, that is amazing. I, I can't wait to, to yeah. uh, read what you've kind of pulled up because that's, that's not what I thought. Would, <laughs> that's not what I've thought, but I can't wait to read uh, kind of what you, you put on there. But, you know, I think really uh, it sums it up with the, what the, the whole book of Galatians is about, mm-hmm. this letter. You know, these Christians, they have been, uh, they're in the middle of this crossfire. Uh, they had received the gospel uh, and now there's people coming to them and saying that it, that they're not enough, that what mm. they've done is not enough, mm. uh, that they need to do more. They need to be circumcised. They need to, to adhere to the Jewish laws and customs. And uh, and I think what Paul is saying, and he says it so eloquently, is that it's not what we do. It's what God has done. Mm. It's what Jesus has done. Mm. And I think, you know, the Judaizers, you know, they say, number one, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ you know, be faithful to Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then number two, obey the law. Mm. You know, do the right things. And then number three, if you do these things, you will be in God's good side. You know, mm-hmm. the presence. You'll be saved. You'll 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 be able to be in God's presence. And I think Paul, this whole book, eloquently and through stories and illustrations and uh, through his his own way to say it, he says, no, that's not how to do it. You know, number one, we're faithful. Mm. We believe. We trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. Mm. And when we fully believe in that, when we fully place our, our, our life on this, this, what has happened and what God has done, and we, we believe it, our life will change. Our life will change. We are saved. When we understand that we're saved and that Christ has saved us, and then because of that, we're transformed and we live a life set apart. Mm. 
it's a, it's a natural expression and there's freedom there. Yeah. And religion can sometimes, religious groups can sometimes be confining. Mm-hmm. We can make up rules. You know, we can make up rules about the rules. And, uh, but, cry, but, but Paul reminds us, this is something that we should read almost every year, that don't, don't create something where it's not. Mm, yeah. And I think it's a, a wonderful book. Any, yeah. What about you? Any closing words, Matt? Well, yeah, and, you know, I, I uh, just kind of following along with your line of thought there, you know, I, I think we, we do tend to like these, these very specific patterns. You know, these very specific, you know, here's the formula, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's, there's comfort yeah. in having that, that very, you know, okay, if I do this, then, then God will love me, then God will accept me, mm-hmm. and, and then I can be, you know, be assured and have hope, yeah. uh, and, and there's reason for me to, to, to kind of follow that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there's comfort in that, right? Because yeah. there, it's, it's a very logical progression of way things, uh, the way things can mm-hmm. and should go. But yeah. at the same time, uh, we are very illogical people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do things all the time, mm-hmm. and and just like Paul says in the book of Romans, you know, I, I do these things that I don't want to do. <laughs> I keep on sinning and I don't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so it's not that we can follow that that program. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we we think we can. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, we we need to hand over control of our lives to God. Yes. Uh, we were created by God, and we were created for God, and yes. uh, and therefore, mm-hmm. uh, if we give ourselves over to God, uh, we we can follow. The life of Christ, we can we can do the things that God is asking us to do, not out of obligation, mm-hmm. but out of mm-hmm. joy and, and out of a, a, a sense of sacrificial giving that oh, uh, it isn't isn't a burden. It's not something that we are required to do, but it's something that we yes. want to do. We participate in it because mm-hmm. it brings us life. Yes, and exactly. uh, and so yes, yes, there's comfort in the in the, in the formula. Yeah, uh, but we can't. We cannot live up to the formula. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, exactly. And so, uh, exactly. Yeah, no. I, I think Paul. You're right. All throughout this letter, he he has given us an example of we've got to put our hope and our trust in Jesus. Yes, and uh, that's yes. that's where we need to start. And Amen. then from there, the life of faith flows out of that center, out of that core. Yeah, I agree, man. It's so well put. And, and you know, for the the listeners out there, um, you know, the, the message is clear: is that we're living life, life has ups and downs Uh, life has people in it (laughs) life we make a thousand choices a day and some of these choices lead towards greater life Mm -hmm. and some of these choices leads lead towards a a greater death Mm -hmm. and uh, i think the message is that jesus died on the cross something happened that's unexplainable and i think as theologians try we can't but something supernatural Mm -hmm. occurred to where uh, the message of the cross is that all of us are loved. Mm. That a thousand decisions that we make in a day, uh, some of them are good, some of them are bad, but God looks at us and says, I love all of you. Mm. You know, Even though the choices you've made haven't all been leading towards life, I love all of you. Mm. You are redeemed. You are, in my eyes, a, a masterpiece. And I think uh, that's... That is what the cross means. And then now, the question is now what? Mm. Right? Yeah. We don't have to compare ourselves to others. We don't have to live up and we don't have to do more in order to, uh, to be in this state. It's, it's there. But this understanding, when we really, really understand this truth, it can't help but change our life. Mm. And it can't help but... Uh, but transform us, and, and not only that, but God, but Jesus says, "I'll give you the Spirit that will allow you to you to come and transform, continue transforming your, your heart and your mm. and your your soul." Um, and and these fruits of the Spirit are wonderful things. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, this has been a, a, a joy uh, for me. It's been a joy for John Mark to get to uh, spend some time with the, with the church in this book. And uh, we've, yes. we, I, th- I think we've all benefited. Uh, we, we benefit so. every time we turn to the scriptures and, and read and learn and yes. try to understand. And I think we've, I think we've benefited from, from our study of Galatians. I hope, I hope you have as the listener. And uh, I hope that uh, today's conversation has blessed you wherever you've mm-hmm. been. You know, maybe you're sitting at, hel- at home and uh, just wanted to tune in to, to yes. have something to think about and, <laughs> and read along with Scripture. Maybe you've been walking the dog or yeah, uh, driving. driving yeah, to work. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, we thank you for listening with us. And like John Mark said, you know, we, we'd be anxious. We'd, we would love to hear from you mm-hmm. uh, the things that you have learned from this book. Uh, you know, talk to us about the podcast. You know, uh, tell us. Hey, we like that, or hey, you should, yeah. y'all should do this instead of that. And, yes, uh, we yes. would love to hear from you as well. And uh, I, I know this coming Sunday uh, we have concluded the book of Galatians mm-hmm. uh, as of about thirty seconds ago. <laughs> and uh, so this coming yeah. Sunday, you know, we're excited. We're going to have uh, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He'll be preaching uh, for us. He, he's going to be uh, preaching via video. Uh, he won't be here because of uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be preaching via video for us, and uh, he will be telling us uh, a little bit about the story of the birth of Christ, Ooh, about the uh, the season awesome. of Advent, about yes. this anticipation of Christ's return that's good. Uh, back to be with us. Uh, and so uh, he'll, he'll pick up on that, and then we'll conclude the year with one more week, and then 2020 will be behind us, both the fastest yeah. and the slowest year it's that crazy. probably most of us have ever lived through. I love, how, I love that. That's, <laughs> that's such an adequate way to express how this year has gone. It's, the, it's both the fastest and the slowest. <laughs> But uh, thank you again for listening. We hope you have a a Merry Christmas um, during this time of the year. And we'll pick up this podcast hopefully uh, in the year 2021. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, guys. And uh, we miss you. And we'll see you soon.